0: Welcome to BFC Live, the daily video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. BFC Live highlights the company's brands, people, and trends driving the global cannabis sector. Learn more at businessofcannabis.ca. Our BFC Live guest today is Dana Baranovsky of the CanDelta team. She checks in with us to answer a question about Health Canada inspections of licensed cannabis facilities. Dana Baranowsky, nice to see you.
1: Hello, how's it going?
0: Uh, It's going great. Uh, This is your first time on B of C Live. Uh, You are with the Can Delta team. We like to connect with the Can Delta team on many Mondays because we get a lot of questions, uh, and it will surprise nobody that listens to anything on Business of Cannabis. I generally don't know the answers, and so we like to pose it to you, our official regulatory advisory. Are you ready? I'm ready. Well, before we actually get to the question, the reason why we're asking you this question is because you have deep experience at a licensed producer. Talk a second about that, then we'll get into the questions people have.
1: Yeah, so I was at a licensed producer for around a year and a half and I worked in compliance, but it was kind of a mid-sized operation. So it was a really good opportunity for me to get my hands on a bunch of different things. As you probably heard, it's kind of like everyone's wearing a lot of different hats. So I was doing a lot of compliance, I was doing a lot of quality and I was pretty involved in the operation side of things as well.
0: Yeah, that's cool. So that so we, so you have that sort of by way of background, you bring that to Can Delta, And the reason why we're asking you this question is we got a series of questions about, uh, even saying the words is gonna scare me, health Canada inspections. Yes. Does that make people sweat generally?
1: Yes, it does. It makes me sweat personally. Like I've been a part of them before and they are super nerve wracking. Uh, in in the past too, you could also expect like an unexpected Health Canada inspection, which was really, really nerve wracking. Now they're actually doing them virtually. So the RP generally gets a heads up of when Health Canada is going to inspect, which is really nice.
0: It used to be like literally someone from Health Canada would come knock on your door or like call from the parking lot.
1: Yeah, they would essentially just, you know, buzz your intercom and your front desk person would tell you Health Canada is here and that an inspection is happening.
0: Wow, like I don't like, it's like, it's kind of like when the, like the principal would like walk around the hallways at school and everybody had to like sit up straight. And I imagine, I mean, it's much more, um, it, I mean, the compliance part is obviously really scary, important, but also in real time, probably scary, but you're, so that's changed a bit through COVID I imagine. Are they, they're virtual now?
1: Yeah, so they're virtual right now. That was a change that they made after COVID-19 became a problem, mm-hmm. you know, social distancing is, is important. Um, so now you can expect to get an email from Health Canada. They're gonna set up an inspection with you. Um, They're going to start asking you for documents like right off the bat so that you can expect um, you can expect to get a list of key documentation that they're requesting and then they're going to ask you about who's going to be part of the inspection. So it's nice because it gives you some time to prepare as well. Um, You can essentially set up your staff to you know clean those areas that might have been neglected and put labels on your inventory. So it's, it's a lot easier this way in my opinion. Um, the only thing is, is now that Health Canada is focusing a lot more on your documentation
0: because they're not there physically.
1: Exactly. And
0: so they say, do they say? <laughs> I'm really curious about this. They say in an hour we want this documentation uploaded to our. Like, is that the type of thing?
1: So, so generally now you're looking at like five day inspections, which is pretty long. Like when I was when I was uh, at the license holder, we had inspections that were around like one to three days max. Uh, so now they're five days. Generally, they ask you for the records like ahead of time. You have some more leeway on how long it takes you to get there or to get them. But you should be able to pull any single record by, at least by end of day.
0: Yeah. Wow. And how, how frequent, <laughs> like a million questions, but how frequent does it does this happen? Um, and, and does your compliance and like, the first time it happens and your responsiveness just d- determine how long it's going to be till the next one?
1: So that's actually a good question and this was a question that I had when I was the license holder um, because when I just got there we had had a, a Health Canada inspection and then we just expected every six months to have an inspection and then six months would come along and we didn't see anything and then we waited like a year and still Health Canada had to come by And so Health Canada actually uh, published some data about this back in December. Um, They were looking at March, 2018 to March, 2019, that fiscal year. And they said that they had 248 inspections. At at the time of legalization, the Cannabis Act, we had around 117 licensed producers. so So we're like at 600 now. Um, And so that means that each licensed producer is probably being inspected around twice a year, which makes sense. But from my understanding right now, from speaking to a lot of license holders now, and my experience at the license holder, they're just not happening as frequently. And maybe like some people might have a sigh of relief, like, oh, Health Canada is not coming. But I think it actually puts you in a bad situation because you don't really have experience with health Canada inspections and also you're kind of rusty if you hadn't done one in a while
0: so 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 do I'm really I'm curious like do people do like mock inspections is someone like given the task of like sending a fake email that says hey your thing is now tomorrow here's the documentation we want like is is there are there people who are responsible for that role like in-house
1: For sure for sure i did one uh, when i was at a license holder and it's a great opportunity to just kind of like do a run through and prepare Um, but there are some challenges with that as well the first is like having people take it seriously Uh, you generally you know you have friends there you you know what the problems are so you might kind of like overlook things or you might not even like notice that it's a problem anymore so it's really hard to make it realistic in my opinion uh, but you can also get a third party to do it for you as well, who have Health Canada experience and experience at license holders. So, for CAN Delta, for example, we have uh, Dr. Sherry Boudram, our CEO, who's a former Health Canada inspector uh, with the medical cannabis program. So, we tailor it exactly like Health Canada would do it. So, I really don't think that there's any other more realistic way to go about it than getting a former inspector to do it for you.
0: Yeah, and, and no, it really is, um, I watch a lot of West Wing, the show, and they do like a lot of, there's some security drills, but also like policy drills and like things that are happening. It does obviously keep everybody on their toes, which is all you really want and all you can expect from the, from the crew there. Um, let me ask you a question and, and I don't know, like, is it different from like a licensed producer that's like a large one? at a micro uh, or a micro, like, or are the inspections basically the same, just on a smaller scale or different frequency?
1: The scope of them is gonna be pretty much the same. You can expect to have different types of inspections. So you can have a regular inspection. um, You can have a sales inspection, a promotion inspection or a targeted inspection. And Health Canada just published some data in December that shows that you can probably expect to have a regular or a sales inspection. Um, but generally they're going to look, they're going to have the exact same format. You're going to have inspectors reach out to you. You're going to have the planned inspection dates. Um, and then they're going to provide you with an inspection report with all of the observations that they've made. And then you're expected to provide corrective actions for any of those observations, which could be back and forth. So in general, it's going to be the same across the board. Yeah.
0: I can imagine how nerve wracking it must be. And like, I guess from a sort of Can Delta perspective, like obviously you do the sort of spot inspections that you're sort of a tester inspection, but also just in an ongoing way, like are there, I assume there are ways that people like the work you were doing in house um, at the license holder that just, you know, we always need to be, you know, is is there like a monthly thing you're like, let's go through all the things they could ask, make sure everything's in order just in case, like, is that, I honestly don't know, but is that like how a QAP works or like the, you know, operations manager? Like what is the right, what's the right balance of that?
1: Yeah, yeah, so I would say the, the right balance is really, first of all, if there are any issues that are happening, um, correct them as quickly as possible. Cause you never know when Health Canada is going to show up. Also knowing what to expect from a Can- Health Canada inspection is really useful. So knowing what documents they're gonna ask for making sure those are updated at all times. So like your floor plan, for example, make sure your inventory is all up to de- date, that your you know, sanitation logs are, are up to date and verified. Those, those things are gonna be really, really useful um, as well as um, it's really useful to just have the staff know what their responsibilities are if Health Canada came in, because there's probably going to be things that they're going to need to do. So having um, an outline of best practices like is is generally really useful as well.
0: Wow, I'm like'm I'm, I'm nervous myself just talking about because <laughs> I could just imagine the panic that would just ensue when it oh, actually yeah. happens. but but I also and 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 we do work with you and you are a partner, but I do think it's helpful to have folks that have like you that have been through it on their sort of receiving end, like like Sherry, who's actually done the inspection,, yeah. and just to have someone really at all times helping you prepare for the inevitable, which is a health candidate inspection, which will always be nerve wracking, but less nerve wracking if you actually are doing the things you're talking about, but also working with folks who've been through it before. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Dana, I really appreciate you spending time uh, because I think this is a question that well, I certainly have, but a lot of people have as they get into this, but even once they're into it and, and are license holder themselves, they know it's coming, but preparing for that as best they can in an ongoing way as best they can is like really really important yeah yeah
1: exactly there's nothing worse than getting an inspection report that's riddled with major critical observation or even like an inspection rating that's non-compliant that's ultimately gonna put you back and you're not going to be able to do your operations you're not going to be able to focus on revenues because you're backtracking trying to fix all the problems
0: Right. And it's it's having them off is just a better way to just a better way to go about it. And yeah. and and as as Sherry often says, like the regulations are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. Right. And you need to comply for a reason. And and not being compliant not only does all the things you're talking about are revenue and and really uh putting a crimp in your operations, but there are reasons for the regulations and that is sort of consumer safety and health. So um you know, it's really important. And also, you know, it's, it's also the growing industry and, and everybody, you know, one non-compliant actually has ripple effects to folks who are also in the, in the industry.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's exactly true. And everyone's kind of working together now too. So a non-compliance in one area can literally trickle into other people's products um, and could potentially cause recall. And that's not something that we want to see
0: I know that, and we've seen recalls for sure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we've seen recalls for a whole variety of reasons, some of like bad labeling but also bad product and that all those things sort of, as you're saying, of course they have a, a massive effect on that one company doing it, but so many people are touching that product along the, the supply chain. It has really, uh, really incredible reflux. Well, Dana, I really appreciate you taking the time uh, this Monday morning and, and talking about this, really the issue that you've been through, but also the work uh, Ken Delta does to help uh, prep companies to actually get through it uh, well. So thank you for your time forward to connect with 40 Connectives down the road and welcome to BFC Live for the first time. Thank we look you. forward to, uh, to your next visit.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Our work is made possible with the ongoing support of our official partners, including Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Gallagher, and Torquin and Mains.